We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Uh, welcome to the Eurostep, which now operates on Dame Time. Uh, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the you know, perseverant Rohan Kadi. I say that because of some tech issues this morning and also Rohan trying to enjoy his weekend amidst a barrage of texts from me excited about this episode, asking about 14 different scheduling opportunities. I couldn't wait, folks. I don't know how I've made it until Monday morning, the day before or the day of media day. So we're going to have even more to talk about this week. But boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Boy, I can't wait. So happy to be here with you, Rohan. Happy to be here with you, Ty. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you. After a well-deserved, well-deserved absence. Yeah. Uh, you did You did manage to check in. I did. Uh, I had to. On, on, on X.com. I mean, you had to. But uh, I, I realized later I posted a video showing a lot of leg on X.com. I'm not did. sure how I feel about that. After the <laughs> after the trade, I was able to gather some thoughts and and just wrap them off to the to – the, thank you for – my uh, my now wife, Mrs. Eurostep, as she will be known on the show, for uh, for recording that for me. Very much appreciated it. Taking time out of my honeymoon. Uh, so this is how I found out about the Dame trade. We'll start here. Yeah, please, because this is this is to, to all the listeners. This is basically a second emergency pod yeah, because Ty, I didn't has get not. He hasn't. He had, did not get the chance to to do this. So please, please go ahead. I'm on my honeymoon. We're driving through Maine. And uh, it's a long, it was a long drive. I was going from New Hampshire to Bar Harbor, Maine, which is Acadia. It's right by Acadia National Park. It's oh, it's on the ocean. It's like deep into Maine, like kind of not rural Maine, but you have to go, whatever. So getting pretty close to getting there, starting to get excited, you know, ready to not be driving through through Maine anymore. And uh, my wife goes, oh, the Bucks got Damian Lillard. And I immediately was like, no, they didn't. Like, no, they didn't. I saw she was on Facebook. I was like, that's that's somebody photoshopped that. What's the at? This is probably a fake account. I'm like, read the at. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, yes, I'm serious. This can't happen. So she's like, at Woj ESPN. I was like, is there an underscore? 
Is there an exclamation point? Is it M? She's like, no, look. And she starts looking it up other places. And I just start like yelling. I was like, they actually did it. They did it. I, I did not think they were going to do it. Um, I thought they would try to do it, to be clear, which we talked about. I mean, after the Beal thing and everything else and Giannis's comments, we all thought they would try to do it. Certainly did not expect them to actually pull it off. But I remember saying when we talked about this, the window in is Miami. And I'm going to warn – this is going to be an explicit pot. I'm not going to be able to help myself. The kids will be okay. If Miami fucks around for too long, it opens up a window for the Bucks or someone else – but certainly the Bucks will try to get in there. And we saw this with, ironically, the Drew Holiday trade. Yep. Where Brooklyn te- fucked around. Oh, oh, we're not going to give you all that. Nobody else, nobody else wants him, whatever. And the Bucks just, here's our, here's our offer. Like, you can take this and let's just get the deal done right now. It's literally like the draft day scene. Which, this is a good deal. That's John Hoyt. This is a good deal. You should take this deal. And you get the franchise player and the other team gets, Drew's a very good player. The other team gets other stuff. Um, it's, I, I just, I can't believe it. This is literally the kind of play, not the kind of player, the player we fantasized about playing with Giannis. Like we never thought it would actually be possible. We always tried to have to like, you know, engineer like, oh, how could we get this level of spacing? Because of course we won't get the kind of shooting ball handler. We won't get a Dame. We won't get a Steph. You just can't get those guys. It turns out you can if your name is John Horst and you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I still kind of can't believe it in getting in reading out the full trade package. Drew Holiday knew he would have to be included. We'll, we'll talk more about Drew, who's now a Celtic. That sucks. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, Lot, lots of thoughts to come on that. Yeah. Grayson Allen. Okay. That's, that's Sorry about your son. That That's fine. My son is flourishing with the Suns. It's okay. Yeah. He, he had a nice little tweet about it, so that was good. Um, a first one first round pick 2029, I believe two swaps and that's it. That's all the bucks gave up. And I was really floored because I mean, we had talked, does Marjan have to be included in this? Probably that sucks, but you have to do it. Marjan's still here. One of the rookies to like one of the rookies. Nope. Uh, Portland's 2024 first, which I don't know if you've heard second, second, or second. Sorry. Yeah. Second. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, the West is pretty good. Portland's still pretty not good. That looks like it'll be a top 40 pick in this draft to be to be conservative, which I don't like doing. Still in Milwaukee. The Bucks 2027 second, still in Milwaukee. That's the end of assets they could have included and didn't, but still didn't even have to give up everything. I think that the next day as I thought about it more, that blew my mind even more because this is usually the kind of trade like we saw the Suns do. Okay, he's coming here. We agreed on it. Here's all the stuff, right? Here you go. Here's all the picks. Go ahead, take them. The fact that the Bucks didn't have to throw in everything or really all that close to everything is wild to me, Rohan. So I just said a lot. Feel free it's, to jump in on any of that. Thank you. Thank you, James Jones. That's all we have to say. So It's thank you to James Jones because they were able to loop in Phoenix. Not uh, And this is a good segue into something yeah. you're pulling up, Ty. Uh, but... It was it was a it was a masterful gambit uh, to reference one of my favorite tweets of all time uh, to to loop in the Phoenix Suns and so they were able to get DeAndre Ayton to Portland uh, in exchange for basically dumping Yusuf Nurkic and because of that you were able to get like a former number one overall pick a prized asset around the league just anywhere except for Phoenix 
basically is a prized asset. And that just like that just brings up the value of this entire trade and adds to it. Like you're getting like Damian Lillard is out. Yusuf Nurkic to Portland is a negative asset now. So you're able to turn that negative asset into a a prized prospect. I'll say prized prospect, like relatively. Obviously, Aiton has his faults, but he's still a young 18 and 10 guy for his career. Like he he's he's a good center. Like he's a very good center. We've seen him be the like a good center on a finals room. I I feel like he has some Andre Drummond trajectory to him. I he honestly, needs to fix some things honestly, real quick. The whole trade befuddled. Like I really, you know what I kept thinking. This what? is like the kind of shit that happens to the Lakers, and we're all pissed about it. The Bucks getting Dame in this trade is Laker pilled. Like this should not happen to a team in Milwaukee. And credit to Giannis, of course, for elevating the team to that level credit to the bucks front office for operating like this like not operating like a small market team at all including we'll get to campaign who signed at the tax side either but like okay so the the trade for the other teams portland i think overall ends up pretty good they flip drew they get three more picks so that they get four picks some swaps and um some some youngish players like Get, they get Rob Williams and Aiton, which to me is like, sure, whatever. I, I don't well, love both of those guys. Well, they're going to trade one of them. Probably. Uh, I they assume better, they trade Robert Williams. They better they trade Rob soon. Trade. They better trade Rob soon because it's hard to trade a guy when he's when he's out for a month or whatever. Like he's, They probably trade Brogdon too. Oh, yeah, they got Brogdon. Who, who, now, I mean, Drew Holiday. This is stolen, by the way. Uh, Drew Holiday, obviously a big piece. But the real championship contention lies with where Malcolm Brogdon goes. <laughs> what if he comes back? no you know, i'm good i'm good you no, know i'm good with um, what they would have to trade I'm yeah good. yeah if he gets bought out which i don't think is happening um but the sun's part of it befuddles me so you pick a guy over luca everyone knows it's stupid you employ lucas you're a league coach at the time whatever you do that you build a pretty great team since then then you sell it all for a, a limited run core and then you're like what's the missing piece here Yusuf Nurkic and Grayson Allen? Why? Why was I that mean, the move for them? And they didn't I even mean, know it was Grayson. Exactly. So do you want to tell people about that? So first, I love in this story. It starts this with is, a, it This starts, is a story from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah. ESPN Plus. Um, so we learned a lot of amazing. This is like we don't always get reporter Woj. Normally, it's like he gets the info from the agent and he puts out a two-paragraph story and that's that. This is like Woj was like, no, I have some I have some real info to share. And boy, did he. So we found out that the horse in the bucks, the the line we heard earlier about keeping Giannis out of the loop and keeping it secret was not just like something they put out there after to make this sound better. Maybe Giannis knew, maybe he didn't. But certainly the plausible deniability is here. The bucks were so secretive in their dealings with the Blazers on this, that they did not allow Joe Cronin to tell um, the Suns that it says Bartlestein here. I thought it would be James Jones. I, I guess Bartlestein's also involved in the Suns' decision-making now, whatever. Um, I that, think it's about talking talking to players who are involved in trade talks to oh, his players. That's, what I, that's how I interpreted it. Well, Bartlestein, no, he's Suns' CEO now. So there's an. I think this is another Bartlestein who works for. The oh Suns. my god! I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought yeah, we were yeah. talking about Mar- It's his son. I forgot. About yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a. So he's telling the son. So I guess this guy is like 
James Jones is now the third in command here because clearly Ishbia does a lot. That, that doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, Isaiah Thomas. Soon. Cronin just kept telling Bartlestein, just trust me. You're going to like the mystery player. Trust me. So the Bucks told the Blazers to tell the Suns, don't even worry. And they didn't even know it was a buck. They literally, they thought it was either going to be Grayson or Victor, or Victor Oladipo. Oladipo. Who is like, is he even going to play basketball this year? And the, the, What is going on with the Suns? They're like, that's fine. Sure. Well, yeah, why not? Like, what? It's, how, can it's you, crazy. how can you do a trade? So they they literally were just like, and, and they gave up uh, uh, to Connie uh, Kamara, who's like an interesting, fun summer league, whatever. And they were just like, yeah, we're getting Nurkic and something for our one overall pick, DeAndre Ayton, who's, you know, had good numbers, whatever. They, they hate him, clearly. And this year a little, sure. Um, and they're just like, yeah, that's fine. Sure. We'll do whatever. There's an interesting detail in this story. I think a lot of people are missing. It starts with Milwaukee Bucks general manager John Horace steered his wife and two children on the drive home from a family wedding in northern Wisconsin on Sunday. That's crazy that Horace had, in addition to his wife in the car, Bartlestein and Joe Cronin, his kids in there with him. No wonder he was able to make the deal if they were all in one place like this. I don't know how – and obviously we're pro Bucks focused – I don't know how you read this story and come away with not as a big takeaway. Horst took over the trade talk. That's insane. He had one first. They had one, one first. And one he totally dictated to how the terms. He said, this yep. is how it's going to go. You guys are in or you're out. And they said, okay. Oh, all right. Anything but Miami. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. Like, you're right. Horst dictated the terms of this trade where – he was uh, working under the assumption. First of all, we should also talk about uh, uh, Chris Haynes' story that also came. Up. I got that up too. I got uh, that up too. If only for the text at the end. If yeah, that's that's just my screensaver now. Nice. Uh, it's uh, it's not, but it should oh, be. That's true. Uh, you can make that happen. It's doable. I can. I'm coming. It's uh, <laughs> okay. Marjan. Marjan Cotty. <laughs> uh, what was I? I forgot what I was saying. Uh, Haynes oh, story. Yeah. So yeah, Haynes story. The, the Bucks were operating from a place of weakness in the eyes of Portland and, I guess, Phoenix. Because, as we know, uh, this is from the Chris Haynes story. We saw that Damian Lillard, once he requested the trade, the only place he wanted to go to was Miami. We we saw that. We we like that was that was the only reporting out there. Aaron Goodwin, his agent, was getting in trouble by the NBA for like actively steering people like other teams not named the Miami Heat for to try to trade for him. Like it was it was scorched earth Miami or it's it's Miami. That's it. That's the only option. Uh but apparently around uh after it materialized that maybe Miami wasn't gonna happen, so around like two weeks ago or something, uh Aaron Goodwin started to tell uh, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Milwaukee Bucks. That hey, if Dame gets traded here, we're not going to be like he's 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 happy with it. Like he's happy. Like these these are the other two teams. We're expanding the list. We're doing something we should have done initially, and we're expanding the list. Aaron Goodwin, by the way, the absolute loser of this whole saga. No, great agent. Answer my emails. Let's get Dame on the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I do agree with what you said too. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh, and quickly, if anyone's wondering why Brooklyn. Dame just, like me, just fucking loves Mikhail Bridges. That's been the – like he really wants to play with Mikhail. So that's why Portland um, was on – or Brooklyn, I should say, was on the list. Yes. So Milwaukee and Brooklyn get added to the list. Uh, and yeah, you're right. 
Like, great job, Aaron Goodwin. You brought you're, you're the reason Dame is a buck. So you know what? I have to be appreciative. Yeah. Uh, it's and then, but the thing is, so once once Aaron Goodwin tells Brooklyn and Milwaukee, hey, Dame would be happy here. He also says, do not tell Portland this in case it impacts negotiation, which is actually a very good strategy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like because from Portland's perspective now, Milwaukee and Brooklyn are like actively trying to trade for this guy but portland doesn't know that dame wants to go there right and it's just like it would so it wouldn't impact negotiations they wouldn't try to drive up a price saying hey we know uh, dame wants to go to one of these teams let's let's talk business it's like oh you guys want to go trade for dame now good luck here yeah. here, let's, if you if you're serious let's talk about this well, i have to yeah. make sure cronin doesn't extend the miami negativity to milwaukee and uh, brooklyn too because yeah. clearly the last time they told him where they should trade him, that didn't work out. Uh, I think Cronin comes off as one of the – I mean, the, the Heat the Heat aren't even really in this. They clearly are one of the huge losers just because they sat on their hands through two now trade point guard trades and just did nothing and lost two starters to add Josh Richardson, which is not really a starter caliber player. Uh, Cronin, though, certainly comes off. And, uh, I mean, thank God for him, right? Like, <laughs> if he, I mean, I can't even say he didn't. He did a bad job, I guess, because, again, the return coming back now is pretty good overall. It's a, no, like, overall, it's a win. Like, the trade is a win. Like, Joe Cronin got, like, the max he really could. But uh, I think there's some, so there's some good fortune there for him because cause of the secrecy. And this was something that fascinated me personally. And this is where I started to realize there was – before the Woj story, I started to realize there was some truth to how the Bucks were operating, keeping people out of the loop on this. Because the trade closed that day of the reporting. And usually something like this where it's like, OK, a bad team is getting someone like Drew Holiday. They like – they'll announce it. But then they try to route the guy before. Like I think the Beal trade was – I don't even know if that one had finished – before they sent CP to, to the Warriors, that might have all been the same transaction, right? Like they'll, they'll loop in a team. It's usually easier for a salary matching and, and that there's aggregation stuff like the Blazers couldn't include anyone with Drew, which obviously wasn't a problem because teams just wanted Drew. But usually you try and wait and do a fourth team and make it work that way. They just like nailed, locked it in that day. With like, Drew going to we're, Portland. We're done. <laughs> yeah, the Bucks are literally like, just it, call it in right now. Like, it's, we have it's a, done. We have a rally to set. Uh, let's not talk about the rally. Um, not, I'm not talking about the Bally Sports Wisconsin show. Let's not talk about any rally. People who listen well, to the I've, Brewers games know that. I know that's a thing. I, like, I've watched those commercials so yeah. many times. Still didn't register. Yeah, that's Like, fair. were you saying that right now? I was like, oh, man, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that exists. Yeah. Shout out people who watch the rally, I guess. Um. I'm not going to talk about the Dame, the Dame rally. The the he it's his heart isn't in it. Like he clearly didn't get off a plane with three kids and walk all in matching green outfits. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, hey, I thought his body language was great when he was draining a bunch of threes in the practice facility, uh, wearing Bucks gear. That's all I needed to see. Where where, where oh um, oh the trade went through right away. Yeah. Um. And Portland got a little fortunate. I mean, I think they knew, but if the market for Drew wasn't good, they could have been stuck holding the bag because it they, like they couldn't shop Drew before it all came out. And of course, it ended up being good. Everyone wanted Drew. Now that he's no longer a buck, Drew is like a top five player in the NBA and the best defender of all time. And clearly a guy who's going to make first team all NBA this year, apparently. Uh, I find it funny how, how that has flipped. 
Anyway, uh, I, I love Drew. This isn't a negativity toward Drew. Certainly the way these players are talked about changed a lot when Dame became a Buck and Drew became a not Buck and then even more when Drew became a Celtic. That That's the real trade, Rohan, was Drew Holiday going to Boston, of course. I want to get to the, trade. The, the Celtics, I've heard, Ty, are the yeah. real winners of the Damian Lillard trade. Listen, when your franchise player says, I'd like to play with Damian Lillard, and then you get the sloppy seconds from the Damian Lillard trade, that's the mark of a great organization. Yeah. When you don't get the better player. Yeah. But why would you want that when you can get the the more impactful when you, player? When you, give, when you give up more picks to get the less yeah. valuable player. I, I think more teams should do that. Uh, all That's they need, crazy. All they the need, Celtics traded more first. For- all, listen, all they need is 37-year-old Al Horford and Kristaps Porzingis any age to stay healthy and they'll be fine. And that's can't be asking too much. And right? to defend at a high level. We'll get to the Celtics later. Here's the text Giannis sent to Drew per Chris Haynes, who did a, you know, people said it was biased, whatever. I mean, there was still a lot of reporting in this article. A lot they got he got both. Damon Giannis on the record, which is incredible. Only, only he could do that. Yeah, it's literally. It was at like what same day or next day? Next day, I think. That's crazy to turn that around that fast. Uh, Giannis was really sad about Drew, but really excited about Dame, which I think speaks to pretty much all of us. You were like the biggest Drew hater after the playoffs, so I was curious what your reaction was. I was. Don't I be was, taken aback. No, 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 no. Uh, first of all, I want to clarify what I've said. I said that Drew Holiday should not be the starting point guard of the Milwaukee Bucks. That does not mean that I I said that he should be the starting two guard for the Milwaukee Bucks. I didn't say I want him off the team. I said his role needs to change. I'm going to miss Drew dearly. Dearly, I'm going to miss Drew. Him and Lauren, first of all, off the court in the city of Milwaukee, are going to miss his impact for sure. Uh, like, obviously, that is a massive, massive loss that I only hope can be, tr- like, replicated at the highest level or attempted to be replicated because I don't know if it actually will be able to. But first and foremost, that will be dearly, dearly missed. And Drew Holiday as a player, as someone who's, like, locked in, bought in immediately to the city of Milwaukee, immediately wanted to be a buck for life, and God, I hope he puts on a Bucks jersey again at some point in his career. I really hope so because... That 21, no one should wear. I don't want anyone to wear that. Because even even though he's it's three years and done, the impact he's had on this franchise, this city, this organization is unparalleled. He helped him coming to this city deliver the first championship in 50 years. Like, yeah. obviously, there are lots of other factors to that. But that, like him, without him, the Bucks do not win a title. Full stop. Yeah. So Drew will be dearly, dearly, dearly missed. And also, this is a weird way to look at it, but you know they got Drew, and that that ushered in a championship and Giannis signing. I, don't, I still don't think Giannis will sign this summer. They put the exception no, in front of him. It doesn't make any sense. It may, I mean, maybe he's just in that good of a mood. We'll see. But if Giannis does sign he's, back he's again at, next he, summer, give him, give him some brats and he'll sign. Yeah, a big brat. He's going to be playing more five if he keeps eating brats. That's I'm a little concerned about that, but we'll we'll manage that when we get there. Um, but Drew also because of the player and person he is ushered in this new era of Bucks basketball because clearly this trade is not possible were it not for Drew Holiday and his standing around the league and you know sadly he came out and said he wanted to be a Buck for life but also confirmed he wasn't retiring like the the couple days before the trade which I think also kind of enabled this to happen so um Drew you know, obviously directly for the championship and getting Giannis to, to sign the Supermax, but also indirectly 
There's no Dame trade were it not for Drew being awesome. Also, can we trace back a little bit here? The Bucks went from cap space to Greg Monroe to Eric Bledsoe to Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. And I feel like the last like three of those, the, the line was, oh, they have no assets. They can't do anything. They're stuck. And that's been a line after this trade too. And it's like if they can get Dame for one first, maybe you should just recalibrate what being stuck is for the Bucks. Like they don't get stuck. They figure it out. Put some respect on this front office that's always figured it out. Yeah, and by the way, next year you have every year you get another pick. That's year. exactly you can. You're never out for long. They're always back next year. I've, I, we'll see. Second apron may impact the 2031, but they will have their first for sure. Um, probably be a late first with Damon Giannis in tow, but either trade or or spend on another young player that draft. You get a first every other year, no matter what. So you're never totally out. And every two years, you get another future first to trade. So. It happens. It's like you you you're, you're not out of the deck for long. And also, like, how many players do you want to acquire? They yeah, have Damian I mean, Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, and Bobby Portis, etc., etc. Malik Beasley, Marjan Bochamp. How many players? Jay Crowder. I keep forgetting Jay. How many players do you need on this? They could use some more players. Campaign now. You could always use an upgrade, but like they have a couple seconds in the meantime. What are they supposed to trade for another superstar? Who cares about the first round picks five yeah. years from now? They have Damon Giannis and all these other guys. What's, uh, yeah, uh, in the words of what whatever the Rams GM's name is, fuck them picks. Less Sneed. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, wear that. Wear that shirt. I'll wear that. I'll buy. I'll make we a custom get one bucks, for fuck, Yeah, fucks them. Fuck them uh, picks. I almost said fuck them shirts. <laughs> fuck them picks shirt, and I'll wear it when the Bucks are winning, winning a title. We should. We should actually. We could probably. Uh, that's probably not a trademark. We could probably actually make that shirt. More on oh, that yeah, coming absolutely. soon. Yeah. Um. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But and, and to be clear, you know, is it is it going to hurt when eventually this era is over? Yeah, they, they won't have many picks, whatever. Maybe they won't be able to trade guys. Maybe they will. You know what? You want to know a secret? 
If Let's the Bucks, if the Bucks had all of their first round picks for the next thousand years, but you just took Giannis off the roster, which is you, you know a magic way to take Giannis off the roster is to not use all these picks. That's kind of how that works. You know what the Bucks are if they uh, if they don't have Giannis, but they have all these great picks, they're fucked. Like yeah. that's that's I, I, you know we can pretend like oh they're gonna rebuild, they're gonna be a contender again in two years. It's you can't just hit a button and get a new Giannis. There's like five guys like this in the league. How many organizations? How, how long have the Magic been? Re- and we like where the Magic are right now. How long have the Magic been rebuilding in a row a right while. now? Since since, since the Dwight, Dwight Howard, yeah, since the Dwight Howard trade. And even I then, since I guess since Vooch, like no, that Vooch era when they made the playoffs, they were still. Come on, shout out Vooch. I saw Vooch at dinner the other day. Yeah, shout out to I guess shout out to Vooch. Uh, setting the price for for Brook Lopez a little higher. Good work, Vooch, on your negotiation skills. But it's like, who cares? They're gonna be they're not gonna have Giannis either way. They had a bunch of picks in the 50 years between Kareem and Giannis. They had some really good teams there. You know, they they ended yeah, up pulling together the in the 80s. 80s. Yeah. But when you don't have that Kareem or Giannis level guy, you build that well and it might not all matter. So it's the correct your, move. Your best case scenario is maybe making the finals. Yes. Unless like you luck into another like another guy, which we're just not going to – I mean, I don't even want to talk about this much longer because we have a really fun era right in front of us to cover. But all this is just to say it's the correct move to leverage yourself to your eyeballs to win with Giannis. And also, kind of, almost counterintuitively, it makes the future brighter too because maybe he stays. Like if they don't do the Drew picks and save their 26 and 28 picks or whatever and Giannis leaves after 21, but they don't win because they don't have Drew – like your future is a lot less bright from 2022 on through the next few years here with Dame than it would have been with Giannis and Dame. So I think everyone knows that. But just want to reiterate. I want to circle back to the talent level of Damian Lillard a little bit here um, because I think they're – and I think I was guilty of this too, like not understanding enough the talent difference between Dame and anyone Giannis has ever played with. And this is not to slight Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. We love these guys. Dame – has made an all-NBA team in five of the last six years, which is realistically five of the last five years he played. The only one he didn't, he played like 28 games because of an abdominal injury. That was last the season before last now. Giannis has made one in seven straight years. Shout out to Giannis, who's very good. Uh, two bucks. I, I want to actually ask you, I don't know if you saw my, my post about this. Do you know when the last time two bucks made all-NBA in the same season was? Um, to just put into context how rare it, it is to have it, two of these guys. Was it in the 80s? It was 1985. Sidney Moncrief and Terry Cummings. I'm was, sure a lot of people would have thought it's probably Sid. Marcus. Yeah, it's had yeah. to be Sid. Terry Cummings, who actually got MVP votes uh, a season or two, I think. Uh, very good player. Very good forward. But again, you know, very good player, not a Giannis player. Anyway, um, and clearly to, to uh, make it obvious I didn't say it, Giannis has never played with a guy on the All-NBA team before. Maybe there's like a former All-NBA guy who rolled through, but actively, like the, Giannis has not had... Huh? Did Brooke ever make All-NBA? That's a good question. All should, or no. Uh, yeah, he might have. Um, but Chris and Drew or anyone else on the team with Giannis never never made All-NBA. He did not? Oh, wow. It used to be easier for centers. No longer going forward, but it used to be I mean, easier. yeah, that's why you got like... DeAndre Jordan. First team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Poor guy. Um, I poor guy. He made a lot of money based that's on true. that. That's true. Dame has gotten MVP votes five times. Three time All NBA. 
DeAndre Jordan. Wow. Dame has gotten MVP votes five times. Finished as high as top four one year. Do you know the last non-Giannis buck to get a single vote and literally one vote? Was it actually Terry Cummings? It was Michael Red. Oh. In like 2004. He got literally one though. One vote. So there's a huge difference even between a vote and fourth in MVP. Like clearly. Uh, He was like tied for 12th or something that year. But it's been that long since anyone besides Giannis, on the team or not with Giannis, got an, an MVP vote. I think Bogut got a couple. Uh, and he might have also made All-NBA. I think he was the, the last All-NBA before Giannis. But we've never seen this level of talent alongside Giannis on the Bucks To still have Chris, too. I remember like a year ago, we were talking Dame trades. It's like, we have to give up Drew and Chris? Because then it's like really hard to do. They didn't. And I want to talk about Chris here. In just a second, because I do think Chris is set up to have his best season ever. I think this is an amazing move for Chris Middleton. But the kind of player we always wanted to see with Giannis, that pull-up three-point shooter that Drew could be in the regular season but absolutely could not in the playoffs. The the gra- It's not even just that. Like Even teams during the regular season aren't going to respect Drew Holiday enough yeah. to like – uh, in terms of his pull-up three-point shooting, whether that's it's going to continue to be a mirage or not. It's like you're not going to get that gravity that you get with Damian Lillard. Like that's it's 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 fruitless comparing Drew Holiday's pull up shooting to Damian Lillard's three point uh, pull up three point shooting because Damian Lillard is literally one of the greatest shooters to ever walk planet Earth. He was first in the NBA in pull up threes per game last season, seven point four per game. Shot thirty seven percent on them, which I think is actually a touch low for him, but still a very high number for pull-up threes. And also, I think with all the Dame shooting numbers, worth mentioning here, did not have a two-time MVP that was rolling off of him to create more space for Dame. I think this pick and roll, it's going to be destructive. I don't think there's a good way to cover it. And for all the great defenses out there in the league, I don't think there's any defense that has a very good answer to what we do about a Dame Giannis pick and roll. I don't think you can find a team with two players who are comfortable switching that and covering both guys. Like, I don't think you, you certainly aren't dropping. <laughs> We've seen teams drop on the Bucks. You're not dropping on Dame. If you stick with Dame too much, you, you put Giannis in a one on one of the rim, you're dunked on. You it's, put Giannis in a three or a four on three. Yeah. It's, it's like over. You, you can uh, never four trap on three that. going downhill. You can never trap that. You, I don't know what you do. I really don't. Like, I think switching you is going to be what miss. teams have to you do. You pray yeah. they miss. But you That's can't. That's all you can do. You can't go and under. Let, you can't trap. Yeah. And let's say, by the way, that let's say somehow you manage to fluster both of those. Yeah, Chris Middleton's in the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you send help. You send help. You got Chris there one pass away in the strong side corner. And Chris, like, certainly is not a, a maestro with the dribble. But you put Chris in these advantage basketball situations, which is what we know Adrian Griffin wants to play. That's what we heard from A.J. Green. Like he's gonna eat, not just shooting. He's gonna shoot a lot. Did, but he's, did, did AJ know? Did AJ did AJ know? know? Did Bayno know with that two way comment? I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, did he? Did Ty Ty know and he just didn't tell us? I don't think Ty Ty. I think Ty Ty was just loving life, man. But maybe he was in a very good mood. Maybe he did know. I don't think anyone knew. That's uh, why he wasn't concerned about the free agency comments. Oh, that, that's not. I'm kidding. By the way, I'm kidding. Yeah. By the way. Don't get Ty Ty in trouble. Um, but yeah, I think Chris, like, not just like, I don't think he's going to be a stationary shooter by any means. But like, uh, imagine Chris against closeouts where he can pump fake and kind of get to his uh, get to his other shot. We know Chris is 
you know, before Dame was probably like one of the best pure passers on the Bucks. I mean, certainly did not have the assist numbers, but Drew always had the assist numbers. He also had the ball more and would have some pretty bad turnovers, whereas Chris is a very sound passer. Chris now operating on a floor with Dame and Giannis is going to be so good for and, him, dude. And Chris Middleton is no longer getting the second best defender. Yeah. He's getting the third best defender. Yeah. On the team because your primary uh, focus now, if you're a defense, is Dame and Giannis. It, it's like Chris Middleton is just like, it, it's, in, it's, it's in the back of your head. I, I'm going to make a proclamation right now. Bold takes university. Chris, 50, 40, 90. Oh, yeah. I think it's right there for him. I, I, I think agree. He is going to – it's going to be uh, – assuming, knock on wood, he's healthier after the, the knee procedure and taking more time and everything. Um, he's feeling good that, that way, hopefully, again, already knocked on wood. And the kind of looks he is going to get, I think this season is going to be so fun for Chris. I think it's going to be so much fun for Chris. It's going to be so easy for him. Offensively, they might need him to do a little more defensively, and we should talk hey, probably about like the, the fifth starter. He looks like he's in shape. Hashtag muscle wash. He's sweating all over the place. He's doing yeah. fit. Vids. Apparently, he lost he lost like fifteen pounds or something. Really? Yeah. I might be. I might be. I might be talking, but I might have read that somewhere. Well, you're certainly talking either way. <laughs> we we have to do our now. I won't even say annual. More like monthly discussion of who should the Bucks' fifth starter be. Um, there's a lot they did of lose. They lost my son, who was yep. the penciled-in starter. Although we did say season. it's going to be up for grabs with the new coaching staff. Yeah, but, but we, we kind of just assumed it was going to be Grayson. Because it makes the Correct. most sense. It at least made the most sense next to Drew. That's the thing. Yeah. The whole paradigm has shifted now for what the Bucks need in that spot. And that's why – and I actually ran a poll on this. I'll pull it up. But last time I checked, it was your new son – Marjan Bochamp, who was leading the way when I asked Twitter who should be the fifth starter. And I do think he's got a shot. I, I'm not going to pencil him in as my pick or the favorite quite yet. So here's the poll. 301 votes. Who should be the fifth starter? Marjan first, 45.5%. Pat Connaughton second, 34.2%. I put Malik Beasley on here because he's like the other two-guardish guy on the roster. He got about 16%. And other was only four percent. Uh, somebody, a couple of people said Crowder, basically, which I, I think is he's probably the guy who makes the most sense next. I didn't put Jay though, in case anyone th- was had strong feelings about Bobby, uh, which I didn't expect, and I, I don't think uh, anyone's there. I think Bochamp has a chance if two things: he's got to be a more consistent defender and foul less, which summer league looked good, but it's summer league. People disagree. He does have to hit open shots. I guess he could start and not close, but if he's going to be truly the fifth guy, if he's going to like be a real starter and close games too, you got to hit shots. And that's the thing. Everyone, I'm seeing all this like, oh, the young guys can flourish now, you know, don't need shooting, everything else. And I think for sure, like over the course of a game, Andre Jackson Jr. is going to be able to play, like have a better shot offensively now with a much less cramped floor. And same for Marjon to a lesser extent. But to be really the guy, you do have to hit open shots. And there's going to be open shots on this team for whoever that fifth guy is. You need to knock him down. So for it to be Marjan, he's got to step up defensively and take premier assignments, which I, I think that would be really fun to watch. And I think he would take that on. He's got to hit open shots too, though. But where are you at on this idea? Who do you think should be the fifth starter, Rohan? 
Initially, my my when I was talking to Adam and Jordan about this when we did our 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 emergency pod, I said I agreed with them who said Pat because he just he makes sense in terms of he he knows how to play with Chris and Giannis and Brooke. Like those lineups are always always have been consistently great. They just never played enough. Basically, in those lineups with Drew, uh, Chris, Giannis, Brooke, and Pat, so Pat essentially being the fifth starter. Those lineups were were incredible, uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, so I think it makes sense to slot in Pat because one, uh, like I said, Chris and Giannis and Brooke know how to play with him. He also does a little bit know how to play with Dame, but I don't wouldn't really com- compare the two because he was completely Pat the recruiter. Play. Yeah, yeah, that's why they brought Robin Lopez back. Yeah, they yeah. got a lot of Blazer buddies. People under undersold that aspect. Terry Stotts. Yeah. Yeah, Blazers fans, the initial crumbs. reaction uh, from a lot of Blazers fans was like, man, if uh, if if Dame and uh, Terry Stotts win a ring, uh, Neil Olshay is just going to like explode or something. <laughs> I'm like, sure they're rooting for that based on how they oh, feel yeah. about Neil. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but it just it makes sense with Pat. I'm, after thinking about it the last year, this is going to uh, th- uh, it might be boss man. Wow, I'm actually shocked to hear that. I forgot to mention yeah, boss man. For me, especially to say it might be boss man. I love wild. boss man. I think no shot. I think I think there's a shot. I think there is a shot because even though it's not something he's done recently, it's something he's used to doing, which is taking the premier defensive assignment. He's cu- like he's not necessarily good at it. Uh, <laughs> I think he's but, solid at it. I think he's a better wing. I think the playoffs went really bad. I think the regular season the he looked awesome. Went so, so I'm not bad. that worried about boss man. I think a but lot the, of things like, in the playoffs went bad. I've made this case before, but whatever. Yes, but I think Bossman, he could revitalize his career doing that because that's he where will. he made his bread and butter. Like he he was the premier prototyp- prototypical three and D wing. Like that was Jay Crowder. Yes. Um, the problem is, and this is why I'm either Pat or Marjan and nobody else. Quick. Yeah, guards. Not quick enough. Guards. Quick yeah, enough. guards. I think the guy's going to have to guard guards, whoever it is. Like, yeah, I don't think you want Dame every game chasing around, you know, like a, a, a star guard or the best guard perimeter player. I actually kind of like Marjan. And I, re- I think it's really close to me between Pat and Marjan and just like letting Pat take those assignments and see what he can do. And I think he's generally a better defender than people think. Of course, he gets beat, but most guys do get beat that aren't, you know, Drew Holiday or whoever else. I kind of think Marjan should have a good crack at it because they will need that just athletic defender in these lineups. He's just got to hit the shots. And I think it wouldn't surprise me at all if Pat closed games. No, not really. Just go and say, we're just going to outscore you now and good luck. But I do think they could use that defender, even if he's more of an opener than a true starter, to just go and and hound perimeter small guys. I think Giannis is going to have to guard more wings as part of this for sure. I think that's just going to have to happen. Chris is going to – I mean, Chris hasn't really he, – he was really bad at times. I thought he stepped up a bit in the playoffs, even though he wasn't great defensively. We've got to hope that he's just part of the better shape is him moving better. And if he's moving better, we, he can be a, a solid defender. And then, you know, if you go to like basically Dame is not a great defender, you know, it, it is what it is. And then everyone else is like average to good or very good in the case of Giannis and Brooke. I think you're fine. But I, I don't think it can be Jay because I just think he's too big. And then, like, really, so let's say the Cavs, who are in the division, we'll see them four times. 
What do you do against the Cavs to guard Garland and Mitchell if your starting five is Dame, Bossman, Chris, Giannis, Brooke? Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think you can guard, like, you know, uh, Boston, the Jays. And I don't think this is ideal, but, like, Chris and Giannis. Or if Pat, if Pat wants to take one of them, fine. Like, I think that's better than trying to have Bossman. Just have Bossman come off the bench to be a, a wing defender. One thing that's interesting. Or, Pat, or before, before you move on from that. Yeah. We have seen in the past. I know it's been a few years now. Yeah, I know. Some Is guy this the Nasus? Used... No. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was trying to sniff that one out. I was trying to sniff that one out. <laughs> I know. It's... Yeah, that threw me off. I know it's been a few years now, but one guy who's excelled at chasing guys, Chris Middleton. So if you do yeah. want to go like boss man in the starting lineup and sort of size up, you can. Maybe I don't like it. I don't love it. I don't, I don't love it. it. I don't love it in the year of our basketball lore. Yeah, that's it. In twenty nineteen, this was a great plan. Um, and twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But sorry, continue. Like, I I don't think it's very likely. Malik Beasley could earn this. I think it's very unlikely. I think it's very, very unlikely. If if he shows up and he's just like, I am just going to hit threes and defend my ass off, there's a shot. I don't think it's likely. I don't want to totally discount it, though, because, again, this is a new coaching staff. They're going to reevaluate all those guys in their own way. And, you know, if we want to talk about – and we're kind of in the same situation where Pat's the middle. You have the defensive option, but instead of West, now it's Marjan. And you have the offensive option, which instead of Grayson, it's Beasley – Beasley's not slow. He's not a great defender, of course, but I, I don't know. I, I'd be pretty surprised, but I just want to say it because I do think he is that two-guard skill set. And I really do think part of the reason Grayson was expendable enough here is because it's like, okay, we have Beasley who can at least do enough of the Grayson stuff that we feel fine about losing him. Do you agree with that? I think so. I just I, – I, I don't know. I just can't see it. I gotta see, I gotta watch him play more. I haven't seen enough of him play. Like like I want. I really want to see him play in preseason and just see like what's the energy level, what's the effectiveness on defense. I mean, we we get it on Sunday, I believe. No way. Is, that, is it really that soon? It's October eighth, I believe. Oh my god! First preseason game against the Bulls. Poor Bulls. Yeah. Remember when they were a damn team? You're right at noon. In Pfizer, I believe. Oh my god! Should I go to this? A question for another time. Um, so, I, I, and I think Bobby is just way too big, right? Like that's just kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't really. You can't really do Bobby. You can't do. You can't. Campaign do. is too small. Campaign is too small. Yeah. Let's talk about I mean, campaign. I, oh, having a Dame campaign starting backcourt is at least just, it rhymes. Yeah, that's true. Help me on this cron down here. It's kind of funny to put them next to each other as if they're equals, but it does it does rhyme. Yeah. Um, they had Dame and Campaign. Yeah. Like, who cares Woo. about Dame? We got Campaign, baby. <laughs> Cameron Payne signing a minimum Wait, real deal. Quick, with real him. quick, real quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot. Ajax? Andre Jackson Jr.? Maybe if he shows he can play basketball like, I, at a high I, level. I, I think he's more playable in this Bucks team, but I don't think he's – I mean, one, he's just like a rookie, and rookies are rookies. But I, I just think the shooting is so bad that he could never be a starter. He can prove me wrong. The off-ball movement should be really good now. There's going to be a lot of space. They need the defense. I think he'll he'll have more normal minutes. And, like, we're not – like, you know, this Chris Livingston just seems too raw. 
AJ Green, it's just tough now. Like, are you just going to trust Malik Beasley more on both sides of the ball, really? So he that's has a why chance, I, though. There's a chance. More more two guard minutes, but there's still a lot of guys at that kind of position on the team. Yeah. It's why it's why trading Grayson actually made sense. Yeah. There was a log jam. If it's like you had to turn Grayson or Pat, it was gonna be Grayson. Yeah. It's unfortunately. Yeah. Fly high, my son. <laughs> um Miss campaign. You. Campaign. Before you do yeah, a Grayson, okay. a Grayson teardrop. I will remain. <laughs> I love what Rohan sings. Uh, Remember when you used to sing like a whole song in the outro? Yeah, that's because someone left a review asking yeah. you to. That's crazy. Leave a review. <laughs> Let's not remind people of that. That's true. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, the Bucks added Cameron Payne uh, on a on a one year minimum after he was a free agent bought out by the Spurs, I believe. Uh, yeah, who also bought out Reggie Bullock. They've been busy buying guys out lately. Yeah, and they still have 19 guys in their training camp for us. Buy out Wemby. Yeah, buy out Wemby. Do it. Accidentally filed the paperwork wrong. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> then he just signs with the Bucks. Can you imagine? That'd be the biggest bag fumble of all time. Yeah, clearly. No, the I Bucks don't like, have a roster spot. They're not letting TA go for Wemby. Yeah, no, you can't. Show me, show me where Wemby was on an uh, uh, all G League defense team. You can't. So you can't. Uh, maybe he can sign a two way if a two way slot opens up. Somehow, yeah, like he would be eligible. He would be eligible for a two way. But uh, yeah, Cameron Payne, uh, very small backup point guard. Bucks fans should be familiar with him from the 2021 Finals uh, when he revitalized his career with the Phoenix Suns yeah. after just being known as Russell Westbrook's dance partner. Uh, in OKC, those are those are fun times. Don't forget, he was uh, also known as not an NBA player in Chicago. So he really did. Yeah, and beat then the I was going to say, then he went to Chicago, and then he no, sort he started of re- in Chicago. Oh yeah, you, they sorry, drafted sorry, him, sorry, and sorry, they were like, "Sorry, you're right." You're right. There was the hilarious quote that they keep yep. putting in the Discord, gspn.info to join the Discord of like, we knew by the second practice he wasn't an NBA player, <laughs> and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy of a thing to say about a guy who is now in the league and uh, has a is is a depth piece on the title favorites. Uh, but yeah, he he uh, really revitalized his career in Phoenix, playing uh, next to uh, or behind Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Uh, next to Devin Booker, a lot of times because Chris Paul uh, unfortunately dealt with a lot of injury bugaboos uh, in his time in Phoenix. But now, uh, as as a part of, uh, I forget which trade that the Suns made, uh, gets they just traded. dumped him. They just dumped yeah. him to have a spot and pay less. Actually, kind of surprising. Yeah. And uh, now, now he gets bought out. He's waiting around as a free agent for a while. Probably seeing, uh, trying to figure out where this point guard carousel ends. Yeah. Uh, and now he signs with the Milwaukee Bucks, who opened up a roster spot because it was a two for one trade. And now Ty, after having point seven point guards on the roster, two real uh, ones, two two real point guards. Yeah, it's crazy. They have a backup point guard, Ty. They do. Uh, I was not super high on Payne. I just think I mean, he's, neither was I. He's small, uh, you know. But I think some of that was also while the Bucks didn't have a roster spot open, so the questions were like, could they open up a spot for campaign? It's like oh, I'm not doing all that for campaign. They end up having an open spot after the Dame deal. And you look it up and it's like, you know, do you feel good about his consistency or efficiency? Maybe not. But when he had to start for Phoenix, he averaged 14.7, nearly eight assists and 3.4 rebounds. Shot 38% from three and 41% from the field. So like 
in big minutes, he was actually playing pretty well. Like he's a good fill in. So if Dame is going to miss some time, um, at, you know, at all through his uh, through his Bucks tenure, you do have a guy you can come in and just like he's a real NBA point guard, right? And they really didn't have that before. Um, overall for the Suns, he averaged just under ten points, four assists, two point six rebounds, shot thirty eight percent from three. 83% from free throw, 43% from the field. You know, he's not a great defender. I don't think he'll ever play with Dame, so who cares? You just have two point guards who, you know, you just get used to covering for that spot to a certain extent. But, like, he's a real productive player. And, you know, as much as I love, like, Lindell, and I'm still high on Ty Ty, and, you know, Ty Ty has a chance to win this spot. It's a vet min for campaign. It's not like Amari he's, Moore. Amari Moore, too, sure. Uh, not like campaign is locked into being a buck for the next three years or anything. But, I do think he's going to have a and, pretty yeah. sizable lead on that backup point guard role now over the two-way guys. And he's a good productive player, so getting him for basically free is pretty nice. And and yes, for sure. Getting well, getting him for free, it, bas- it, it helps a lot. Uh, you have someone who can organize the offense. Like we've talked about all offseason, also having Giannis and Chris to really help him with ball handling once Dame is not on the court yeah. helps a lot. Also, if one of the two-way guys hits, you now have an expendable roster spot. Yeah. Yeah, trade him or you can just let him go. One thing that I, it's free from an asset perspective. This is like an $8 million luxury tax signing. Um, the the worst fears of the Jimmy and D Haslam entrance have not come to pass. Like, it has worked out as the optimists had hoped. Yeah, they're, they're paying. Checkbook. Everyone's paying. Yeah. And that's There's what you need to do. You have the, would you agree they have the best, best duo in the NBA? Yeah. I, I I see people still saying Murray Jokic because of the playoffs. And as I've long said, I won't argue. I disagree, but I won't argue with giving it to the incumbent champs. I think that's fair. That factor aside, I think it's not even that close. Yeah, I mean, sure. Who, who only... would be next? Besides Murray Jokic? Yeah. I don't know. The Jays? AD and LeBron? KD and Book? Katie and Book is Katie and Book is probably the closest, actually. No, Katie and Beal. No, Katie and Book is good, and I guess Phoenix does have an argument for big three as well. Uh, I'd Phoenix, say they have the be- they have the best big three. I don't think so. You don't. I like the Bucks' big three better. Okay. Personally, I thought you were going to say because of Urson. What? Oh, okay. It's it's early. I like Giannis um, better than any of those guys. Oh, I yeah. like Dame better than Booker or Beal. I think yeah. it's close. Booker's gotten really good. I still like Dame better. And then I think Chris and Beal is close enough that I'll still take the Bucks. There you go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also think the skill sets of the Bucks ones mesh a lot better. Yeah, They're, because you have, these, a, you have a, a point guard, you have a big, and you have a wing. All these concerns about, like, are they going to figure Rather this out? Rather than three shooting guards. I really hope they can figure this out, man. I don't think it's going to be that hard at all. Like, I think it's going to be not. It's a seamless easy. fit. It's a seamless fit, Ty. This, do you know what this reminds me of? What? This reminds me when when the Bucks fired uh, the boogeyman, Jason Kidd. Yep. And Bud came in. Um 
all Bucks fans, I think the I think the over under after they had won, I think they had won forty one games or forty games that last year with uh, Jason Kidd and Joe Prunty at the end, uh, and then they lost to the Celtics in seven. I think the over under the next year when they hired Bud and got Brooke Lopez and like got Pat got a, like an actual roster that made sense. Um, I think the over under was forty six and a half wins or something, forty five and a half wins. You yeah. could hear Bucks fans just screaming from the rooftops. Smash that over. Smash that over immediately because it is going to be a seamless fit getting rid of Jason Kidd and bringing in Mike Budenholzer, getting a roster that makes sense, getting an actual, like, uh, a, a three and D center, uh, which just doesn't exist. You get an actual wing depth. You get a coach that is going to tell these guys how to actually play basketball. Smash that over. This makes sense. This makes sense for people who have been watching the team game in, game out. This feels very, very similar to that. By the, the general consensus around the league was, I don't know how much. How much does Mike Budenholzer really help? How much of an upgrade is he from Jason Kidd? How much? How much of an impact are these these new additions going to be? It's like, yeah, they're going to be a massive. It, it feels like that again. Yeah, um, I do think generally the uh, the reaction to the move is so muted because it's Milwaukee. But like this is an insane pairing, and I just like the fit could not be more obvious. And I, it's it's like the, it's the second best possible pairing with Giannis. Yeah, with Steph being the best, and I think it's yes. like it's close enough you could debate. I think Steph is maybe better. We'll see. Steph's, yeah, Steph I'd has had Steph- a better a better situation. I said I would lie about this when the Bucks got Dame. I'm keeping my word. Steph has had a better situation in place his whole career. With Clay and Draymond and Kerr out there, Kerr after Mark Jackson out there, then Dame has had what a podcaster slash wine guy slash failed union representative. That was his second best player ever. Really? Or Lamarcus Aldridge, who they lost to the Spurs? I forgot about that. Hey, Lamarcus was really good for a couple of years there. Or Wes? Yeah. Wes is in the easily in the I think it's doubtlessly a top five Blazer Dame has ever played with. I love I Wes. So. Might be third. Oh man, does the does losing Wes now especially hurt? It does him? hurt more. I, I was thinking and I saw somebody like shush that idea. Like, no, they could they could use him. It would have been nice if Yeah, if, some some wing defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's ancient. He's completely ancient. And I think can, just can, give Marge on can, the roll, but yeah. can can Adrian Griffin tell tell AJ to just like plant seeds of Can West can Adrian Griffin up? suit up? Might be a question. Get him out there. <laughs> Vin Baker can still dunk. Yeah, that was a fun video. Yeah, Giannis yeah. Hakeem totally got washed away by this. Pretty exciting. Like I've yeah, something that Bucks fans have been clamoring for for like a decade. Okay, Giannis, he's now he's eating brats. Like this, follow these breadcrumbs. Work out yeah. with Hakeem eating brats. Giannis is going to be a center within two years. He's going to weigh three hundred pounds. God, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, there's a good way to. I mean, imagine if he was Shaq big. If he was Shaq big, that would Giannis be- making a couple trips to Germany in the off season next to Greece. Let's move on. Uh, one last thing on pain. I kind of get Teague vibes. I kind of, I'm so glad you said that because I thought the same thing. Yeah. I was like, man, can he get an A? Like, I, I thought about this. Can he get an A on the group project? I think absolutely he can. I think he's talented enough to. Yeah. It's like, and the thing is, you can rely on him to do more than Jeff Teague. Oh, yeah. At that stage in career. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, the uh, how, how old is campaign? He's. Is it like I'm sorry, I just saw Sham's notification and my heart dropped. What is it? 
Uh, James Harden is not at media day. Oh, yeah. Campaign's only 29. Crazy. And he just turned he was, 29 in August. I thought he was younger. Oh, really? He's been <laughs> around for a while. Young core. Bucks got younger. They did get younger. I mean, I think, no, was, I think now like they two. got older because Grayson was Grayson's younger than campaign, right? Yes. So they got very slightly older. Yeah. Uh, Drew is uh, older than Dame, though. By like three weeks. Two months or a oh, month, something months, like that. Yeah. Should we talk um, about Drew? I want to do the new look rotation, but let's do oh, Drew okay, first. Okay. No, no, I want to get Drew over with. Not out of disrespect to Drew. I just, I mean, of course, this was going to end up what happened. This was this was worst case scenario, right? Yeah. But this was absolute worst case scenario. We, and more importantly, Horst and the Bucks had to know it was a realistic option to make the deal anyway. I would still do it 10 times out of 10, 100 times out of 100. Like it's it's worth getting Dame to let the Celtics give up more stuff for Drew, more picks for Drew Holiday. It does suck. Um, Sucks a lot. You know, the Clippers were still, I really wanted it to be like the Clippers, um, you know, let Drew carry those guys hospital bound players to to something meaningful anyone out west really would have been fine clearly it wasn't going to be miami because uh they can't get on the phone with portland at all uh so of course it ends up boston boston came in with a strong offer three total firsts and brogdon and robert williams i was like oh my god traded robert williams in this deal um never healthy but when he was he was probably their best defensive player of the year marcus smart won dpoi now drew holiday is clearly their best defensive player um I think their team is weirder than people think. I think it I think it is very, very weird. It's very like they don't have an actual bench. Yeah. Yeah. Peyton Pritchard, fast PP, is uh, now their is, best bench player? Uh, Horford. Old Horford. If he's No, if, Horford's gonna start. How? I mean, you you have to do like I assume you do Drew, the Jays, Horford, Porzingis, unless you want to put Derek White. I, I, I thought think you Derek have White to, would start. I think you have to move Derek White to the bench. Oh, I don't like that very much. So now Pritchard's still your third point guard? I guess so. He's going to request a trade for the <laughs> He is going to request a trade again. So Sam Hauser and uh, my guy uh, uh, O'Shea Brissett are going to be like their their bench wings? I guess so. Or maybe maybe you do start Luke Drew Cornette. and Derek White. But it's like Derek White was there because you don't have a point guard who can defend. And now you, you, have, you have Drew Holiday. Like the best in the business at it. I just feel like they have all of their best perimeter players, the Jays, Drew, and Derek White. Um, They all, to a certain extent, need the ball. Like they're all better with the ball than without the ball. And if you want to push back, I urge you, like on reputation alone, you wouldn't think this. Go look at the Jays shooting numbers. Like playoffs and regular, like they don't, they're not elite three-point shooters. They're not playoff risers. And they're not elite three-point shooters in, in any aspect. I think Tatum's a little better. Brown's been very inconsistent. Like, they, those guys really like to be on the ball. Like, Drew Holiday can do some stuff off the ball. I think is more useful on the ball. I, I, I defenses aren't going to really fear him off ball. And then White, I, I kind of feel bad for Derek White. I think he's, like, going to be the most talented player to average, like, 14 points per game or less this season. <laughs> like, or offensive player, I should say. Like, um it's so funny. I feel like he's going to have a playoff series where he averages like 16 points. It's going to be like a 42-point game where he actually gets the ball. And then he's going to have like five five-point games because they forget he exists. I, I think Missoula is an offensive guy. And they went offensive. They have Porzingis now too, of course. 
But I think the offense is going to be a little hard to figure out, and I don't trust their coaching staff to do it. And defensively, and just like spacing-wise, like letting Grant walk, to me, like this makes so much more sense if they have Grant Williams still. It does. And that was – like they just got some second-round picks. Like they, if they had him as a bench wing and just a spacer, just like a guy who just – like offensively never needs the ball except when he's pulling up from three. That's all he has to do. Who on their team is like that anymore? Luke Cornett? Sam Hauser? I guess. Like I, I just – like their starting lineup either way. I guess Horford kind of. But like they they just don't the, – the skill sets don't seem like a good mesh. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll win 65 games. Who knows? I I look at their team and I go that's a lot of talent there. Their top five is really, really good. I don't think their top five fits together all that well. I don't think it's going to be easy for them to figure it out, especially because like Jalen Brown is not a good passer. Tatum will forget to pass for a couple possessions. Derek White is – I don't know if he's ever going to have the ball. Drew Holiday is like a very off-and-on offensive player. I think they have a weird team. I I still wish Drew hadn't gone there, to be clear. I still wish – because Drew does make their team better. He gives them a defender they sorely needed. He does. And it's like if you if you're getting rid of Malcolm Brogdon and I guess Robert Williams, like I think that, that's a that big problem. deal. I mean that the Robert Williams piece is the, the big piece, because sorry, Brogdon, it's not you. Yeah. Um like you're you're up you're you're upgrading in that position if you're trading Malcolm Brogdon for Drew Holiday. Like massive, yeah. massive upgrade. Um again, just I love Drew Holiday as a person and player. Um I just I'm sad Boston was on his list. I'm sure he felt slighted, but oh yeah, and he wants to win. Or he's a sleeper agent. That would be fun. Yeah, every every we Bucks may- fan immediately said, "Oh, he's going to shoot sixty percent from three in a Bucks series now against the Celtics." Maybe it goes the other way. Yeah, probably maybe not. He suits up. Maybe he suits up for the Bucks and shoots sixty percent against the Celtics. Literally impossible, but I would take it. Keeps his Bucks uniform, has it on underneath his like the first the first game in Pfizer, he just has it. And he just takes the jersey up and it reveals a Bucks jersey. He starts playing six up four. <laughs> I wonder how much Can trouble you, you get in for that. Let's Silver. find out. Let's Adam find Silver's out. gonna choke. David Sternwood. Adam Silver's weak. He's not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I say, oh, Player empowerment. I think it's good. It's an interesting uh, standpoint that Drew took at that game. We want to support him and his messaging. Yeah. <laughs> but we also want to consider... Players uh, have rights affect, too. Yeah, we also want to affect how it... Uh, determine how it affects the game of basketball being played. I want Brad Stevens... Or not Brad Stevens. Joe Missoula to keep putting him in these situations to make these decisions. But uh, it's, it's we, we have to have a conversation about now how back, impacting the league. Back to the midseason tournament. What I really am here to talk about. I'm excited for this year. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it too. Um, Um, So excited for the Bucks to be the first one to win. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, They do. I think they're going to have the best crunch time offense in the league now, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, they're going to have the best anytime offense in the league. Yeah, I can't wait. They're going to have the like. This is a Bucks team. It's it's such. It's going to be a weird shift. Like we talked a lot about how the Celtics have had to shift their shift their mentality with acquiring Kristaps Porzingis. The Bucks are making a similar uh, shift in the sense that they are shifting from a very, very defensive first or like defensive oriented team. Like th- this is a team that grinds out possession, wins on defense to, OK, now if you don't have a top three offense in the league, it's a failure. Yeah. 
it's a massive shift. The difference is we've we've clowned the Celtics about that, and not clowned, but we said it's going to be difficult for them. And uh, we've said that because they're adding a player of Kristaps Porzingis caliber. The Bucks are adding a player of Damian fucking yeah. Lillard caliber. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. That is, the, there's levels to this shit. Well, the other difference is the Bucks still have a two-time DPOI in Giannis, and last year's runner-up one-time DPOI Giannis, and a last year's runner-up in Brooke Lopez on the back line. So it's yes. not like their defense is just going to be bad. I mean, they yeah. still have and a elite defense, defensive personnel. Defenses start and end with rim protection. Yes, and the Bucks' rim protection did not change in the slightest. No. So I think you're gonna have to figure out the literally two first team all cal- first team all defense. Yeah, guys. Yeah. So uh, you I mean, feel it, good it, about it that. hurts. It hurts so much losing losing Drew defensively. You still have two first team all defense. It doesn't hurt in the aggregate. I'll say that. I feel for Drew. No, it they, does they, hurt. They up- like again. They've upgraded. Yeah. They have upgraded. I will miss Drew so uh, like sorely, and it's like. Again, if it, I wish you would have gone in the West, man. The, the Clippers, the Clippers, it would have been the funniest Warriors. possible outcome. Uh, that would have been. I would have rooted for it. Oh, then you buy out Chris Paul and have him as the backup point guard. Well, you send. I think Chris Paul goes in the deal, but yeah. No, the, no, that's what I'm saying. Like oh. the, the Blazers buy out Chris Paul. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> I guess yeah. have both have Cam for when Chris Paul gets inevitably hurt. I know, but then also like it would have been it would have been the uh, best outcome because then. Let's say let's say Drew goes to the Clippers. I guess it still worked out this way, but nah, maybe not because the Clippers still could trade for James Harden. But then it takes James Harden and the Clippers completely off the board, and it's like, what what do they do now? I think they're still off the board. I don't I think, think they're they still off the board. I, they're not doing it. I I I think I, the reason I think they didn't get Drew as well. I think Balmer and Lawrence Frank over there are looking at these two guys, and they haven't. They're extension eligible. They haven't signed anything. They're like, uh, can we keep giving up picks for these guys who don't play basketball games? Yeah. Uh, a podcaster and uh, I don't even know what word do you describe Kawhi. It sucks. Like I don't think it's New a wrestling. Balance he ambassador. Just, yeah, he just isn't able to, to stay healthy. Um, the rotation, quickly. Probably not that quickly. Having too much fun. So Dame, a two-guard. Chris Giannis Brook, clearly. And then the bench, you have campaign at the one. Bobby at the 4-5, Boss Man at the 3-4, and then you have three spots, basically. Are we are we thinking Pat, Marjan, Pat Malik is Beasley? One of those, I, think, I think we are thinking those three. I think it's Pat the roster. Marjan. Am I forgetting anyone? That I would mean, be 10. If they play 10, we don't know how many they're going to play. That's another question, how many minutes, everything. But I, despite like what the Raptors did under known psychopath Nick Nurse, I... I don't think the Bucs are going to play these guys 36, 37 minutes a game. I really don't. I would be pretty surprised. Yeah, I would be too, especially in the regular season, especially well, when yeah. you yeah, you, yeah. you have like these two guys, like in Giannis and Dame. I mean, like Dame, they knock on what hasn't dealt with uh, major injuries in a while. Another oh. thing we saw in the Chris Haynes uh, thing is the, the last 10 games yeah. uh, that Dame missed last season was not actually due to a calf injury. It was due to the Blazers uh, shutting him down, saying, "Hey, can we get a better draft pick?" So, uh, I, no, go ahead. Sources, sources told Chris Haynes. Uh, yeah. So Damian Lillard told Chris yeah, Haynes. Aaron Goodwin. Uh, <laughs> um. So, so he did it, still the year before. He still just played twenty nine. He had the abdominal issue that really mm-hmm. hampered him that year. It looked like he had declined, and then this past season, 
I, we didn't even include this anywhere. 32.2 points, 7.3 assists, 4.8 rebounds, 46% from the field, 37% from three, 57% from two. He had maybe probably his best season ever. So I think the abdominal issue is feeling good for Dame. But yeah, if you add 10 games on, that goes from 58 to 68 last year. So then outside of the one year where he dealt with serious injuries, he's played a ton of games every year. So really, it was like one issue that really hampered him. He got back from the lowest total outside of last year's 58 was two in the 60s. But I believe these were both COVID years. They were. So he played in the 60s, but they played games like 72 games or whatever in both years. So he's missed less than 10 games in every season except for these last two. And one of them, again, the, and I think everyone knew this, but it was still shocking to see it put out there so plainly. The Blazers were like, hey, take 10 games off. So it would have been 68 which is only pretty pretty average for most players these days. Yeah, I I think it's yeah that's fair that's fair that's fair to say. Um, but yeah, I I just I don't think they play heavy minutes. Like you you want to be careful too. Like yeah. you don't want to risk it because it's like the Bucks they they got more top heavy now. Yeah, did um, they actually? I don't did they know. Get more top heavy? I mean, their their top is heavier just because it's like more significant, and they did lose a little did. depth overall. They they did lose they did lose depth. They, they lost Grayson, but it's they lost depth at the position they could probably afford it most. Yeah, that's fair. And they added a point guard. I think the roster is more like it, it's. It makes more sense. It makes a lot more sense. Like I think that top ten, I, you feel pretty good. Like let's let's rank them. Let's do this because that's I think that's a better way to get a feel for how much we trust Giannis, the roster. Yep. Dame. Yeah. That was so okay. Let's just stop. Like first off, just take another moment here. Fucking Giannis, Dame, and Chris yeah. on the same team. The Damian Lillard is far and away the second best player on this team. That's crazy. Never That's happened crazy. before. Da- Damian fucking Lillard. Dame time. 32 your, and 7. He's your second best player. <sighs> and he knows it too. He also yeah. mentioned that in the Chris Chris Haynes article. There's going to be no no questions about that, which is good. That's good to hear. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's like uh, that's the nice thing. Like, he's still gonna have the ball a ton because oh, of lot. who Giannis yeah. is. So it's exactly. not like it really matters. But yeah, it is. It was cool to see. There's no question about whose team it is. He he was like, yeah, I'm I'm coming in here. I'm playing with a guy where it's like he's he's better than me. And it's like, okay, yeah, you 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 know Balding. Yeah, you know. Um, also, one thing, just because we're close to it, on like the keeping Giannis front, this move itself, I think shielding Giannis from it is is important and does matter. Like. The Bucks front office under Horst, post-kid, has always strived to put Giannis in a positive light. We, we joked about the Brat video that he or the Bucks or whoever posted earlier. But I did, I did kind of like double take at what he said actually in that video. I mean it was shocking. He was, He'd never had a Brat. It's like kind of surprising. I think he just I've eats at the facility. Well, you're a vegetarian. So it's <laughs> slightly different. I almost for a second I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Of course you know. Um, pretty good. Pretty I, – I love a Brat but whatever. He said, uh, when people ask me where I'm from, I say Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, oh, the signs man. are looking good. I'm, I, is the anyone worried about the podcast anymore? I, I, we weren't that worried in the first place. Certainly not worried about it right now. It's, man. He was like, I've been here 10 years now. This is, it's like, man. Man, like, especially after the last, like, again, we've talked this to death, but like the last couple public comments he's made. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, is this team all in? Is this team all in? Again. Fair. We've talked about this. Very, very fair. Very, very fair of a position for him to put the Bucks in because he is a once in a generation player. Once in a, once in a, like not even generation. 
Like there, there have been like how many guys like there have been like Giannis ever? It's crazy. Uh, once in like forever type player in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, uh, you deserve to be able to put that pressure on an organization because you are that guy. Like it's fair. It's fair. We've talked about this before. We don't need to relitigate that. Sorry, I feel like you want to say something. No, no, no. You're good. You were spitting there. I. I feel like some of the framing, and I had to turn off a low post because I just com- could not disagree more, and I was frustrated. I, I did the same. The idea that like the Bucks had to go get Dame, or like no one thought, like they were going to go into the season. I don't think they they felt like they had to do something before this season. Like we, they they were still a contender. I think they this took some, advantage of an opportunity. Exactly, and I think that is what happened. I don't think Horst was going to trade Drew somewhere in like the last week because he had to to make the move for. I, Fucking Dame Lillard became available. Like, what are we talking about? What? Like, there's just this like. Aaron Goodwin weird... told John Horace, like, "Hey, Dame wants to come play for you." Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, we'll take Dame. Yeah, no shit. Like, there's just this weird, like everything, everything with the public framing of the Bucks is like they had to do this, and their future's dead, and they had it because Giannis made bully Giannis pushed John Horace and said, "Go trade all if the, the assets." Celtics had, or not the Celtics? If the, 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 the Celtics are had... a good example. Because yeah. Tatum wanted him. If the Celtics had made the same trade, I went, oh my God, they're the best team of all time. They are. They, Why they even made play this, this season? They made this shrewd move that no one else could have ever seen coming. And the Bucks go get Dame for one pick, two swaps, and Drew, who's awesome, but not Dame. And it's like, oh, they really had to do this. No, you got Dame. No one has Just to get Dame. Fuck off. Like, honestly. Insane. It's, it's insane it's the way this it's is ridiculous. perceived. They it's got ridiculous. the they got the perfect Giannis running mate. It's the the only thing that can happen Ty, is when the Bucks go scorched earth this season. Uh, I think it's coming uh-huh. when they go when they go when they are far and away prove what we already know that they are the far and away best duo in the NBA. Yeah, and and the best trio, which you weren't even here for. We'll, we'll revisit this topic. I think down we the will. Line. I'd be I would be happy to. I know you would, um, but I just think it's insane to view this as anything but like. Uh, you know, let's use a cruising for the bruising reference. Playoffs start soon, so make sure to oh, subscribe. Do you, do, you know who, do you know who's you know who's throwing out the first pitches? That was announced. Game no, one who? And game two. Uh, game one, Bob Uecker. Nice. That game okay, two, good. Niger Morgan. Oh, cool. I thought Dame was going to be one of them, but that those are good. <laughs> those are good guys to do it too. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Tony Tombstone, Tony Plush. Um, subscribe to Cruising for a Bruising wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um. Oh, what was I going to say before? Oh, to view the Bucks getting Damian Lillard as anything but a bottom of the ninth walk-off grand slam in the World Series is insane. Like there's a, an element. I guess if bottom of the ninth, there's some desperation. But it's like it's such a clear win. A tie game in the bottom of the ninth. Block. Sure. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That's, there you go. That's a good call. It's such a clear win. And even with the Celtics getting Drew, like – they got Dame. Like, this is the guy we always wanted. I mean, we wanted Steph too. But this is really the guy that we were always like, that would be so good. Even more of an on-ball play. I mean, Steph can do it. But, like, their whole thing is, like, the movement, everything. Like, we've seen Dame on-ball. Like, that is – you watch what he does in Portland, and that's exactly what the Bucks have always needed. And they went and got him. And to view that is like, oh, they had to do it. Are you insane? Like, what, what are we talking about with basketball? Oh, they – Oh, they have none of their picks for the next seven years. Who gives a shit about these high school kids and middle middle school kids? If we're talking about twenty thirty, you guys are you guys are you guys are uh, getting angry over like 
sixth graders. Yeah, I don't care about some six foot five kid who's got a jumper right now. We got a six point six foot four Damian Lillard on the Bucks. What's just the best think- case scenario for that sixth grader? He turns into Damian Lillard. <laughs> and what's the worst case? I I don't even want to say it. I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone. I'm in a good mood, although I'm in a bad mood now, thinking about all this. You know, is it uh, who's the real winner of the day? I, this is when I turned off the low post. He goes, who who's the big winner of the Dame trade, Bobby? This is before Drew even. Which it's still insane to not say the box who got Damian fucking Lillard. Who's the real winner, Bobby? And he goes, Oh, what'd he say? Uh, I think he said Portland because then now they get to trade Drew. And yeah. I was just like, They lost what their best doing? player in franchise history. The Bucks got yeah. Dame Lillard. They still have Giannis. How is that? How is it not a clear way? I just, it's, it's going to be so funny. Again, when people realize what Bucks fans have realized since the get go, just that this is, this is the best case scenario. Yeah. This is, Best, best case scenario. It should have been impossible how good it is. Like it shouldn't be possible for the – it took this very weird Joe Cronin, Miami, Dame situation and the Bucks and John Horace, credit to him again, just said we can get in here and make this. No one thought. People laughed at us for suggesting the Bucks would even try to get involved. Here they are. Uh, Eric Name just shared Bucks Media Day starts at 11. Where it's 9 right now. I'm going to try to get this out before Media Day starts so people aren't going, oh, did you react to this? No, we posted it before. Uh, but real quick, the, the rotation. So Giannis, Dame, Chris, Brooke, right? And then I would probably say Pat and Pat, Bobby. Yeah. We're Pat not talking about starters. We're talking about the order of players. Pat, Bobby, Bossman, Marjan, Malik so, Sure. I'm not going to bicker with exact order. I just want to do the exercise to see, like, how do we really feel about the depth? So Chris is your clear third best player, is very good. You could argue he's been there before. I think it's always been a little bit up for debate. Uh, And in the playoffs, he had a better offense. He had a better playoffs than Drew, hands down. And I think everyone shares the, oh, Chris was a 15-point-per-game player last season. Is Chris going to get back to form, or are they just stuck with a 15-point-per-game player? I've seen this so many places. And I just think it's kind of bizarre to not look at, oh, the last time we saw Chris, he was a 24-6-6 player against Miami in five games. 23.8 points, 6.4 rebounds, 6.2 assists. He shot 40% from three and 50% from two in that series. Like the last time we saw Chris, he looked awesome. And he's now got a full offseason. He looks like he's in better shape than ever. I don't get this idea that, oh, maybe Chris comes back and he's just like a 15-point-per-game player now. Chris is Chris. I'm not going to doubt that. So Chris is third best. Brooke is fourth, still rocks. I think Pat is fifth, is still very good. People will say they prefer Derek White or whatever. That's fine. Pat is your fifth best player, is good. Bobby Portis at six. Bossman at seven. And then like Marjon, Malik Beasley, eight, nine. And then campaign 10. That's a pretty good 10-man, I think. I think that's very good. It is real depth. It is real depth. The, the, the one thing we knew the Bucks had depth. And again, we talked about this. They like um, they lost Grayson Allen, which is, just impacts their depth. With the one, we weren't really like concerned about the depth. We were worried about the depth at the point guard position. To be clear, like obviously we knew this Bucks team had depth. We just thought like at one singular position there was a hole, and there was a massive hole. But the Bucks filled that massive hole. Uh, they just. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Oh myself. come on! Uh, um, I was gonna let that one slide. It's, but that position of need was like it, it was taken care of. And also, like, if you want to, so, oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, like all summer we keep on forgetting. Oh man, the Bucks actually got like Malik Beasley on the minimum. Like they still have Pat, they still have Bobby. Like this is still good depth on the team. We keep forgetting Boss Man's on the team. It's like, <laughs> is he still sorry, there? Boss Man? Come yeah. on the pod. Come on the pod. Tide Tide wants you coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen to Tide Side. It's, uh, it's it's crazy de- like it's good de- i'm not gonna say it's crazy depth it's not like they have like it's very good it's I mean, very good I, I depth. Think you will not find many, many better 10 man groups not in the east. across the league i think across the league yeah across the league i'm saying not in the east like boston's depth got way worse yeah way worse miami's got a lot worse miami is the biggest loser of this entire thing like put them put them on a weight loss competition on nbc because they are the biggest <laughs> loser like it's, okay, it's Rohan like, Fallon. <laughs> but um thank you, thank you. Actually, I don't want to be Jimmy Fallon. Uh, no, yeah, be careful. Yeah. Um we treat everyone at GSPN fairly. Yeah. 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 Uh, Andrew takes a lot of shots. <laughs> but he also he's also the, the best guy. Yeah. Um, he's also giving out to and Andrew's it. We love you, Andrew. <laughs> we love you so much, Andrew. Um what else I even say? Oh, yeah. So if you're Miami, you lose depth. Like two starters. Well, I'll say one starter because they get Tyler Hero back. One of them was yeah. starting just because Tyler Hero's out. I'll say you lose one starter. You lose a starter for nothing. Your best shooting um, wing. You Your best shooting wing for nothing. Yeah. You think all summer long you're getting Damian Lillard. You don't. The two guys who were allegedly going to sign once Dame gets traded in Kelly Oubre and Christian Wood, you don't get. Yeah. You don't get either of them. Another star point guard becomes available in Drew Holiday. Don't even in try. The aftermath of, in the aftermath, aftermath of the Damian Lillard trade, you still have another shot. You don't get him either. Too busy texting beat reporters to call Portland deplorable. It's crazy. Crazy. That dude. was crazy. Crazy. That was absolutely crazy. You can't do that type of shit. You can't. They literally do that. they got the they got the Trump admin playbook out for this, and and it worked out about as well. Um, <laughs> it's like, what is Miami like? Who's the, who can they even get now? Hard. And the, he, that's would the thing. he would die. He would die in their yeah, training he camp. He, he won't wouldn't make last it. There. They they but run also, so much. They they also said I think uh, one one Miami outlet said they are not flat out. They're not too interested. good. They're too good. I mean, when you, you can open up those minutes for Duncan Robinson, you've got to do it. He had a good playoffs. Yeah. I won't lie, but yeah, we can't we can't really say anything about uh, uh, Duncan Robinson anymore. Yeah, but after he shot seventy five percent from three against the Bucks, not a not I'm not making that up. Yeah. By the way, uh, <laughs> that's a real thing that happened. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's Miami's the biggest loser. Absolutely, absolutely, they are. They have to go into their training. I know we have some Heat fans listening. I'm sorry, I have to do this anyway. This is a Bucks podcast. You you should have known what you're walking into. I feel for you. Um, they have to they have to look themselves in the face. They have to go do media day, uh, just with a worse version of the roster that they had at the end of last season. And again, you made the finals last season. Very very successful season. Like yeah, sure. Jimmy got older. Kyle Lowry got older. Uh, you lose a starter. You gain another non-spacing wing to to add to your depth uh, to, uh, alongside Jimmy and Bam. And I, Tyler Hero back helps. Uh, Tyler Hero comes into training camp uh, just knowing that they couldn't trade him. Yeah, again. And yeah, and he's like, even he's joking on Twitter. It's like, man, he survived all these trade requests. He's about, and then he's like, until next year. Yeah, because he knows he's going to be thrown in there again. 
It's like even he wants a team jersey. Mr. Greenfield himself, not Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Greenfield. This whole debate. Oh, it's easier for people who don't know the area. Wow, the word near Milwaukee. It really makes it much harder to explain, doesn't it? Yeah. I guess it's te- it's technically a suburb of Milwaukee, if you want to say that. Oh, it's Milwaukee County. Like that, no one means the county. Yeah. No White one Fish means the Bay county. Is Milwaukee County? Yeah. Do you want it? Do you really want to go down that path? Like no, people Greenfield, are ridiculous. Greenfield is not Milwaukee. Like it's a suburb of Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll give you that. A hundred percent, it is. Same. It's not Milwaukee. It's though. not. Not even same. Just different. Yeah. It's, anyway. Uh, yeah. But whole, whole I mean, shout out to him for wanting wanting a, a box name jersey, I guess. He wants uh, to be here too. He's the new Victor Oladipo. Don't forget they always got uh, a guy who will be pictured in the Hall of Fame boxing out on LeBron's shot, Thomas Bryant. They did get Thomas Future Bryant. sort of Hall of Famer. When you said picture, I, I'm not going to even say what I was going to. I'll tell okay. you. Okay. All right. Um, um, uh, back to the original point. They probably had too many two guards. They did. Like, were they, they going to be able many. to play? But they, at least now we can put them all in a 10-man. That makes sense. Like, would they have really been able to play Grayson, Pat, Beasley, Marjon? All You'd in the rotation. Make very, very small lineups. Yeah. And and be low on ball handling. And I think the other thing, too, it's kind of silly to talk about in a post-Dame trade world. But how often have we said, like, enough ball handling off the bench is an issue? And we didn't want to spend a premier asset on it because like with Ingles maybe that guy won't play much in the regular season why do, you, why do you think George Hill was such an integral part of this Bucks team well like because he was just a solid ball handler off the bench and Ingles was also, that too by the way the campaign it. signing is official oh cool so he'll probably be at media day yep. um oh god is Jimmy Butler really wearing hair extensions again oh boy he likes oh, to do he's it down for the bad. picture it's straight hair too I I'm not I'm not fashionable enough to even make a comment but Jimmy campaign. is such a cool guy. Sorry. I, I saw this. Okay. We have to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, sure. Time. Okay. It's like Jimmy's a cool guy. I just don't know what he's doing at these media day things. Oh, the, tw- the Bucks training camp roster is out. Oh, that's, that's Marcus Bolden. Did we know Marcus Bolden? Yeah, we did, right? I, did we? I, I think I think we did. Uh, yeah, no real surprises. Uh, Drew Timmy, future herd player. Yeah. He was at the, he was at the Packers. He was so at the, the Packer game, I think, a few weeks ago. So the four Exhibit 10s are Bolden, Gortman, uh, Timmy, and then I think the last one is Alex Atetokounmpo, but he's not—he's already been waived. Uh, that exciting. I uh, can't wait for the herd season, too, still. Well, we're going to get no, – No, tw- is it a 20 or 21 man? 21 man. Okay, so there are four Exhibit 10s. Okay. No, but there's three two-ways, so that's why it's – Oh, so it's they're only not three all listed. Exhibit- it's only three exhibits. Well, the other one's already – it's Alex. Oh, yeah. They signed and waved Alex. Yep, so. yep, yep. You're right. Um, he'll be in Oshkosh as well. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but they just needed – like more regular season ball handling is good. And obviously it's not – you're not going to start him with Dame and Giannis and Chris. But, you know, when those guys aren't on the floor, you're not playing them as much. Like Ingles was really helpful last regular season. It didn't translate to playoffs very much, but that, those regular season games where he was able to just juice the offense a little bit from that bench roll mattered. And I think getting pain, it's gonna it's gonna help more than Grayson would have because campaign is like a ten and seven kind of player. It's like it's yeah. useful to have, even if you're not gonna trust him very much in huge games. I, I think playoffs maybe more of a Teague role, but regular season I do think he'll be helpful, even though I'm not super high on him. I kind of wanted Bullock more, but then looking at the roster again, I was like, eh. They need they needed a point guard. 
They did. They, they could use more defense, but I don't know if Bullock is like this insanely great defender. I either. think. I think also this is not going to be the Bucks final roster. roster. Yeah. No. It never is. Like, if there's anything we know about John Horst, like this is like John Horst does two things very, very, very well. Uh, not more than just two things, but like these two things very, very, very well. Swinging for the fences. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely crushing meatballs like 2,000 feet into the ocean. Yeah. Like that's John 2,000, like 600 feet. That's, that's sure. hyperbolic enough. So, yeah. 600 hyperbolic enough. Uh, like it's Barry Bonds leaving the stadium type things. Yeah. And he will get you a defensive wing at the trade deadline. That's true. That's a great point. <laughs> he hey. will, no matter what, he can, like it, the Bucks, he could be the GM of the Bucks, knock on wood. Hopefully this isn't for 20 years when they, when they're just bad. They're winning five games a year and he's still the GM somehow. He's yeah. going to go get you like whatever the equivalent of Dorian Finney Smith is at the trade deadline, guaranteed. It's like is, a tick. Uh... He has to do it. If things go really bad in uh, in Philly, is old friend PJ Tucker going to be available? Oh, bro, the things I I, I can't I can't I know he's this so is explicit pod, but he's there's so still old, some things I can't say. Whoa, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> careful there. But I mean that I, I think player wise that would be a, a very nice fit. He's expensive; it would cost Bobby or Pat. That's the issue, but um, he'll find a way to get it done. He'll create like a twenty million dollar trade exception. Sixers buy out PJ Tucker. PJ ask out. Who knows? Maybe they buy out James Harden. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll be a nerd and uh, I don't know if PJ makes more than MLE. The new buyout rules restrict who the Bucks could add that way, which may be part Does of the Does that kick in this year or next year? This year. Ah, shoot. But it's got to be over MLE and it's got to be actually regular season. So Sixers, you have like a few weeks buyout James Harden. Uh, not yeah, James, James Harden. James Harden too. Yeah, and PJ yeah, Tucker. Bio James Harden. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, campaign. You're getting waved again. <laughs> like, no, imagine the um, starting and starting five is just Dame, Harden, Chris, Giannis, and this is this is what pundits would say. Not a lot of defense there in Milwaukee. Oh, kind of worried about they, the chemistry. Do they have the depth to really compete here? <laughs> I, I, I think that they I, have. I think, a, they have a starting five full of literally all stars. I but I don't know if they can actually do it. They I've have a always, literal all star starting lineup. I've I don't always, know if they can do it. I've always said AJ Green was really important to what that team did, and the fact that they had to Man. let him go in the move, I don't. That doesn't sit right with me. It's just like I don't know the the like we talked about this before, but Wesley Matthews was he the key piece <laughs> to this Milwaukee Bucks team? Atlanta's really got it going for them this season. I think Atlanta's the team to watch. Fuck off, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wonder, what is this going to do to Thanasis' role here? And is that going to make Giannis leave in a month? Literally one if, month. He's going to quit the NBA? Because it, uh, maybe. Is, is Giannis going to go back to Greece? He's talked a lot about when he retires. He's going to go live in Greece. You're never going to hear from him. Is that happening next? Right now? On the low post. So. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a new thing. Is Giannis offici- he's officially a seven-footer now? Is that news? Um, I don't know, man. Woj reported Wenyan Gabriel's a seven-footer, so I'm not going to believe any <laughs> any height watch. No, no. It's if he'd be he'd be certified NBA for years now if it was. <laughs> Wenyan Gabriel's six seven on a good day. Yeah, I give him six Sorry. eight, but he's not not a seven-footer. Love you, Wenyan. I love Wenyan Gabriel. People like, are very heard, confused. Heard ab- Absolute herd legend. Yeah. People were very confused because I tweeted how many times will the Celtics break my heart today because they signed him to a camp deal the same day as adding Drew. And everyone's like, what is this? Were the Bucks going to? I was like, no, he's a former herd guy. I love Wayne Gabriel. Great guy. <laughs> not seven um, foot, but great guy. Yeah. He's not a seven footer. Uh, he's very good at what he does, though. Yeah. He plays He plays like he's seven feet. I'll tell you that much. He does. Good. Yeah. Good big defender. Yeah. 
also one one thing is this oh no you know what the the espn headline is going to be hmm. adidas nike rift in Milwaukee. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's gonna be fun we're gonna this is it's actually gonna adidas is gonna have to try in milwaukee now because they never had a shot yeah because obviously Giannis like is one of the faces of nike yeah and now but the absolute face of adidas is here now yeah it's pretty the is the other biggest one there harden yeah and he's not gonna he's not showing up so that's not no the, also the dame signature shoe is adidas's best signature shoe by far the dame fours were my best like my favorite dames yeah it's like i, know, it's, I feel it's like i need to get some dame gear now yeah i feel like i do too does dame press vinyls i'm, I'm streaming a lot of dame dollar i hope everyone else is too we we're, said we're gotta gonna make show, his albums go platinum we gotta make he hasn't i think we'll have to do the next one i'm gonna just play it 24 7 yeah just on a loop get a bunch yeah. of bots to do it yeah no 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 a bunch of bucks fans yes Got some good songs. I love Dame Dollar. I think he's the best Dame rapper Dalla, in the game, the best point guard in the game. Best rapper in Milwaukee? Dude, the first Dame Feet Ishtar song. He's going to go crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it's entirely possible. Can you imagine? Is it is it Dame featuring Ishtar or is it Ishtar featuring Dame? Uh, I'm going to guess Ishtar is the guest. I'm, I'm going to yeah. guess Dame is not going on an who do you Ishtar. Think, who do you think... Who do you think charges more for features, Ishtar? <laughs> Probably Ishtar. <laughs> the custom plate does not does not buy itself wrong. Custom plate. Uh, uh, now that we're talking about Ishtar again, dude, uh, Ishtar, dude. a true Milwaukee legend. <laughs> Wonder if Ishtar listens to the pod. I'm gonna guess no. I think we would have heard from Ishtar. Now, also, uh, if we're if we're wrapping up, shout out to the to the listener in the Starbucks uh, Reserve in Chicago who who bought me and my girlfriend a cake. That's very nice. Yeah, was, was who, wanted to, who wanted to rena- remain anonymous. But shout oh. out to you, and I appreciate you being a listener. I like I don't know who they are. Yeah, and so it's like it, it. It was very. It was very. It was a very sweet. Uh, That's nice. Yes, I drove past yeah. someone on the on a on a scenic highway in New Hampshire. They were biking. They had a Giannis shirt on, and I really wanted to roll down the window and be like, "Do you listen to the Eurostep? It's a great pod. That's my unbiased opinion." But I let them bike in peace. It's, it's it's a tough move. I guess it's easier in Maine. When I was uh when I was in Europe this summer, I saw someone with a with a Bucks backpack. I went up to them, said "Go Bucks." They looked at me with the most confusing face. Yeah, they just they just liked how it looked. They just liked how it looked. I saw a woman in Acadia, and I thought it was Bucks gear. It looked just like the Bucks logo. And I looked closer, thankfully, before I said anything. And it was like ten point deer or something. But I was like, "What kind of knockoff weird?" I, I just kept it pushing. I I, I, I combined moving and pushing. I kept it mush, moving and pushing. I kept it pushing. Um, but that was odd. But yeah, I think now that we've done our random shoutouts, uh, yeah, I, think, I, I think we're done here. I Let's feel wrap like this this, up. this qualifies as one of your crazy fever dreams coming true. Oh, hundred percent. Like you guys keep telling me I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I not. Know. I'm not actually crazy. I'm I I, I have to take my tinfoil hat on because I'm on camera. But like, I, <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. I don't actually wear. People might believe five G Rohan. Uh, I, <laughs> but no, I mean anything's possible, man. Anything's yeah. possible. Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck at the same time that Giannis is. You have two. Yeah. You have two Hall, surefire Hall of Famers as your as your duo who are still in their prime. And Chris, Bro- came, yeah, 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 so yeah. much depth. So much depth. You have a great team around Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Um It's 
It's crazy. It's and crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. We're gonna, we're gonna have more. I'm oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. I said we're gonna have more stuff for you coming after media day. But Ty, yeah. what do you want to say? For all the Evan Turner, nobody wants to come play in Milwaukee. Fuck you, Evan Turner. I mean, Dame won, but also because of this depth that we're talking about, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder, and Campaign all on vet minimum. Yeah, so I think some people want to play here. I don't know. Yeah. One evidence of those is, is mounting. What? One of those is very believable. Which one? I won't. I think those are all those are all good additions. Those guys could. I would have not been surprised if any of those guys got more. I would be surprised if Campaign got more. Uh, He was making quite a bit from Phoenix. I know, but if he was like like I mean, he was a free agent, but like. Well, yeah, but when you're a free agent after after a buyout, regardless, regardless. Yeah. Pretty good team. I don't know if when, if ever, we're going to preview the uh, Central and Pacific divisions. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, Pacific, yeah. very good. Central, Bucks, very good. Cavs, Cavs pretty damn good, pretty too. Good, yeah. Pacers, fun. Um, Bulls, bad. Bulls, Pistons. very bad. Pistons, Pistons very, surprising. very bad. No, no bad, Pistons, bad, surprising. Bad. Pistons, okay. bad. Kate, MIP. Kate, MIP incoming. Dame, MIP. Oh, my God. Even though he just had the best season of his career. <laughs> 50 and 30. Assists. Giannis, MIP. We're underrating Giannis in this thing. Chris MIP. Giannis is like a 15-point-per-game player. Chris Middleton might surprise Oh, my God. He's good average 30. But the thing is, like, we we haven't really talked about the Giannis aspect of this as a player. Like, Giannis is going to go up a level, Dude, it's going to be so easy for him. Giannis is going to go up a level just by the – Without without even factoring in his own improvement. Just the situation. But we know he's going to get better, too. I could go another half hour on this. We should wrap. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do a full dive on. We should do a full Giannis and Dame, how it's going to look, Pod. We'll do so much. We should. But we'll do media day. We'll do preseason games. We're going to do a lot. So stay tuned. I'll stop now before I hijack the outro. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. uh, I will say that one of the funniest ESPN, or I I don't know if it was, I think it was an ESPN graphic. It's like, who's going to, who's going to succeed most with their new team? This was before the, uh, the Drew Holiday thing. I think it was like uh, Damian Lillard to the Bucks. Uh, Drew Holiday to the Celtics, or no, I think it was uh, Chris Paul to the Warriors and Marcus Smart to the no, no, it was pre-Drew. It was Dame to the Bucks, Bradley Beal to the Suns, okay, uh, and then Chris Paul to the Warriors and Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. Is like which one's gonna have a bigger impact? It's like how'd the last two make it? <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you make the cut on this? Yeah, that's um, insane. But uh, yeah. Uh, this has been a it's been a fun emergency pod part two, I guess, because Ty, you finally got <sighs> delayed to, emergency. You got to give your uh, uh, give your thoughts, and I'm sure people people really people were clamoring for your thoughts, Todd. Well, I mean, listen, I think you guys covered it excellently, but I have been, I think, more so than any external people, I have been clamoring to give my thoughts. Um, so I'm very glad that you were willing to humor me and redo the whole deal. I mean, I guess I could talk about this trade for hours. I was gonna say I had so many more thoughts. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. Yeah, we'll but be back again, very come, soon. We'll be back very soon to talk about post-media day stuff. Uh, But yeah, uh, as Ty mentioned in the middle, check out gspn.info to find all of our podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed here, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. The Packers, uh, uh, check out Talk of the Tundra. Keep moving, keep moving. No no time for those The Brewers, the Brewers playoffs are starting on Tuesday, tomorrow, as we're recording this, and hopefully as you're listening to this. um, They start tomorrow. Game one against the Diamondbacks. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. Uh, what's your what's your serious prediction for that time? Give me a quick serious prediction. Is it a it's a five game series? I believe so. I think it is. Yeah, 
but his first three at home, is that correct? First two at home. First two at home? The two, two, one, I think. I'm going to say crew in four. I'll say crew in four. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like their chances a lot. I, I'm going to go with the conservative four pick. Five they are, they are, the Diamondbacks are starting a rookie right-hander in game. Yeah, one. kind of crazy. It, it's kind of a must win. Brandon that? He looks I, like I, a child in the picture. I thought it was a meme at first when I saw the pic they posted of like game one. I was like, why is this high schooler in the picture? He has never he has never faced the Brewers. And in August 20, uh, this past August when he played playoff teams, he had a 14.3 ADR. Uh, you got to get this one. You got to get Please, game Brewers. one. <laughs> Please, Brewers. Please, Brewers. Please get game one. But uh, yeah, check out Cruising for a Bruising yeah. for the actual experts talk about this because I could just, I'll, I'm just stumbling my way through this. Game. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Check out gspn.info again for all those links. Pod random. And we will talk to you next time.